Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm delighted you could join us this evening. It is, what, three days, four days before Christmas, and uh, it's wild around here. I'm sure it is at your house as well. I've been out getting presents and wrapping them and baking, and I make this cranberry pumpkin bread every year. I've made it for, God, I don't know, probably 30 years at least, maybe longer, and it's so funny because one year I didn't make it and I heard about it and now I'm here. I hear from people. I give a lot of it as gifts. I hear from people. Oh, I can't wait for your cranberry pumpkin bread, which means I need to make it. So I've been doing that and uh, getting ready. My son, Jonathan, is coming in. He'll fly in on Christmas morning. He's taking a red eye from the West Coast. So I've been teasing him and saying, you might see Santa in his sleigh when you're up in the air, you know, in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve. So that'll be fun to have him home for a few days. And I hope all of your Christmas plans are are going smoothly, and I hope you're enjoying the season. The reason why I do this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have some Christmas elves on hold already here this evening, so let's go ahead and go to the phones and and have a little chat with them. I think our first one is, is Amilda. Hi, Amilda. Good evening. How are you? Good I'm well. How are you? Good, just fantastic. So excited that we're at Christmas week. Yes, absolutely. Where are you calling us from? Um, I'm actually in Southern Pines, North Carolina. Okay, where is that? It's a teeny tiny little town about an hour south of Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, okay, great. All right, I got a picture of it. Is it in the mountains? Is it in the, you know? No, I am in between... Um, Charlotte is two hours west of me. I'm in between Charlotte and the ocean, and oh. I'm in an area called, um, they refer to it as the Sand Hills, and it's just very, very sandy around here. It's fabulous because it can rain like crazy. We can have a hurricane come through, and as soon as the rain stops, I can go out and ride my horse, and it's dry as it can be. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Huh. I've never heard of that. All right. Mm-hmm. I think of the barrier islands as being really sandy, but it doesn't sound like you're you're that close to them. No. Um, we're about about two hours and forty five minutes to the coast, to the beaches like of like Myrtle Beach and Wilmington. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Learn something new every day. You didn't know that you were going to be quizzed on your geography, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't, but, you know, I hope I passed. You know, I did, you did. like geography in school, so, you know, it was, a, it was a good course. You get an A-plus, girl. Well, do you have a question for me? 
this evening? Um, well, yes. Um, just wanted to um, find out, try and understand more of, of what it is that you do in your scanning and um, how it could be applicable to those of us that may have, like, you know, as we get older, you know, and how our yeah. body changes. Okay. So do you have a medical situation going on or or um, you just want to, like, a general scan, like you go in for a yeah, tune-up so or a checkup? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we all go through those changes of, you know, um, you know, our bones change and our skin's always changing and muscle and and um, the things that we used to do in the past this doesn't isn't enough anymore. And right. whether it's, you know, osteoporosis that's coming on and all that wonderful, you know, female stuff that we have all those wonderful changes. And I haven't done anything. Um, I've just been going El Natural. And um, <laughs> so far, so good. But I don't know if that's going to be continuing, you know, the older I get. And so I'm a bit concerned and just don't really care for the traditional um things that are available for us. You know, I, I mm. do, you know, of course, those yearly things that we're required to do, and those have all gone pretty well for the most mm. part. Um, but I do know that, um, you know, things are changing, you know. Right, and right. We have, we have a lot of issues in our family, like a lot of families do. Okay. All right. So how old are you, Amelda? I am 57. Okay. You're a year younger than I am. You're just a child. Woohoo! Just a baby. Just a baby. Woohoo! Okay. So mm-hmm. how this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And I, when we are spirits having a human experience in a human body, and we're all just energy. If you go back to your grade school science lessons, you already told us you were good in geography, but hopefully you were good in science too. And you were taught, we were all taught that everything in the world is made of energy. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. in my office at my big cherry desk and it feels very solid. But I know that it's made out of energy. It's just energy that's vibrating more slowly because it feels solid. So when our spirits are in our bodies, they vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. And as I'm sure you were taught during your schooling, as Einstein says, you can't destroy energy. It can just change forms and change shapes. But energy mm-hmm. is not, you can't destruct it, can't destroy it. It's not destructible. So what I've learned to do, I studied this stuff for a long time, Amelda, and I've been doing it for over 25 years. I actually, I laugh, I tell people, I spent more money putting myself through school, learning how to do all this, this energy uh, medicine and intuitive healing and all of that. Uh, I spent way more money doing that than paying for, my, for four years of a college degree. Mm-hmm. So what I do, what I've learned to do, and I turn this on and off at will, by the way, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. So I make myself vibrate very quickly, very fast. And then I'm able to communicate telepathically, not only with spirits that are uh, dead, but also spirits that are alive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close my eyes. I'll 
turn on my radar, I call it. it takes me a nanosecond. And I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to watch a laser beam go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, in my mind's eye. And it's going to come hook into you in North Carolina. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to imagine shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head and it will illuminate your body much like an x-ray or a ct scan or an mri and then i'll be able to see in my mind's eye medical conditions that are going on and uh and it and then we just go from there um when i do a healing that's a private consult with somebody amilda the way that works Mm -hmm. is there are three phases to it first phase would be identification or diagnosis because the energy always goes to where it's needed most first. And um, so it will show up to me. You know, you may think my left shoulder hurts and the energy goes to your right knee or something completely Mm -hmm. unrelated. So Mm -hmm. that's the first phase. The second thing that happens is there's always some kind of an energetic healing that occurs. And I watch that happen and I'll describe it to you. And I'm an inventor of surgical devices that are sold throughout the world. So I was in the medical supply industry for 35 years. So I have a general understanding of, you know, a lot of that stuff. And I actually see energetic procedures happen, especially surgeries that I saw the actual surgeries happen in my career in the medical industry. So it's pretty interesting for me. I know what they're doing, the spirit surgeons, mm-hmm. if you will. And then the third phrase on a private consult that we won't have time for this evening, but just FYI, is what happens is uh, there's always some kind of a tear or a membrane in uh, outside of uh, our spirits that keeps the energy enclosed, if you will, and is a container for the energy. And um, when I see some kind of chronic illness or disease, there's either a tear or a hole in that membrane, and I'll dive into it, and I'll be shown some kind of a scene from the person's life, and uh, it will be of some kind of an emotional trauma that's happened, either in this lifetime or a past lifetime. And that emotional trauma can be something as simplistic as somebody called you a bad name when you were three and it hurt your feelings to something really dramatic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter what it is, unlike traditional talk therapy where you got to rehash the same trauma for 30 years, you know, to cure yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. What I find is that this heals that tear in that energy field membrane instantly once we identify it. So I use Mm -hmm. the analogy, if you go to the pet store and you buy a goldfish and you're taking it home, you're going to have a goldfish in water in a plastic bag, right, to take it Mm -hmm. home. So the goldfish Mm -hmm. would be the body, the water would be our spirit or our soul, same thing, and the plastic bag would be the energy field membrane. That Mm -hmm. is the container for the body and the soul. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you on my radar, and I'm going to shoot energy through you, and let's see what comes up, if anything. So laser beam heading here from, heading to you from here in Alabama. Okay, got you. All right, I'm seeing, first of all, low energy. Um, instead of you working off of a 200-watt light bulb, looks like you're working on about a 50- or 60-watt light bulb. I mean, it's not awful, but it's not what you're used to, is my guess as far as your energy level. Um, let me, I'm going to shoot some energy into you and see if I can brighten up. So it's like I'm looking at an x-ray 
that and most of the bulbs in the x-ray reader are out. So I'm shooting more energy into you to get it lit up more so that I can see better about, yeah, you're, you need estrogen, girl. Are you taking bioidentical hormones by any chance? I'm not taking anything. Not taking anything. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot some energetic estrogen into you. Yeah. And you light right up. You're like a 500 watt light bulb now. So that would have been the healing. The energetic healing was I put energetic estrogen into you. Now, couple of places you can go to find out about this and to learn about that this bioidentical hormones are what the body manufactures and it's a it's a perfect molecular match pharmaceutical hormones have extra molecules added to their formulas so that they can be patented and the body a lot of the time doesn't recognize what that is what those formulas are and most pharmaceutical hormones are made from pregnant horse mare urine so, of course, mm-hmm. the body's going, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's what you read all the, you know, all the scary statistics about women that are on hormones. But a couple of places you can go to learn about this. First one is, uh, is a woman's website named Dr. Um, here we go. Let me go. Um, Dr. Northrup, N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P. And it's drnorthrup.com. She's kind of the godmother of bioidentical hormones. Mm-hmm. So go to her website. She's got books. You can look at that, but you can learn a lot just off of her website. The other one is Suzanne Summers, the actress. Mm-hmm. And it's S-O-M-E-R-S, just one M in Summers. And if you go to suzannesummers.com, she's going to have uh, lots of information on hormones as well. Mm-hmm. Because she's done tons of research on this. So I think the thing, the beneficial thing about being on hormones, the bioidentical hormones, Imelda, are here are the beneficial things. It's going to keep your brain healthy, your bones healthy, and your heart healthy. It's going to help you not age, okay? And mm-hmm. it's going to just keep your body in, in um, the kind of shape that it was in when you were, were in your late 20s and early 30s and reproductive. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I hope that information helps. No, it's wonderful, yes, and I'll look forward to uh, looking at that because I do know that I need to do something. I just, I've been fortunate in that change period that I haven't been miserable, but, you know, like you had just mentioned, you know, I'm aging faster than my friends yeah. that are yeah. on hormones, and um, I know I, I'm seeing changes that I'm not seeing in my friends because they are on hormones, but I didn't want to go the traditional route. So that's valuable information, and I can't wait to get on here and learn more because I know nothing. A couple, <laughs> a couple more websites that you may want to check out, too, to find a doctor. The first yeah. one is, is A, the letter A, the number 4. And then M is mm-hmm. in Mary, A4M.com, and that's mm-hmm. the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. And then, okay. and then the other one is functionalmedicine.org. So functionalmedicine.org. And on both sites, Amilda, if you put in your zip code, you'll be able to find yeah, a doctor fine. in your area. Yeah, and I would okay. look for a GYN who's board mm-hmm. certified that specializes uh-huh. in this, and you'll find someone uh-huh. there. Okay. 
All right. Great. Thanks so much for calling. Have a wonderful Thank holiday. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. I believe our next caller is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from uh, London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, wow. Terrific. Well, how are things in Canada? I bet they're beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, actually, it's uh, snowing right now. We have a little bit of that mixed precipitation, some nice slick roads. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. well. I hope you're home and safe and warm and and in just enjoying watching the snow from the inside. <laughs> I am in the warmth, absolutely. Yeah, I bet. Well, beautiful good. way to look at it. <laughs> exactly, I agree with that. Well, good. Well, do you have a question for me? I do actually. Um, I have. Maybe you can help me pick out the question because I'm not exactly sure how to word it. I'm. I'm okay. mostly concerned for. Um, my father, who's, um, who's just been declining for the past couple of years since my mom has passed, and he suffers from a few different ailments. Mm-hmm. But also with that, I mean, there's just been so much stress um, for myself. Like my sister had a cardiac arrest and was without a pulse for 10 minutes, so we thought she was dead just about a month and a half ago. Oh, geez. She's younger than I am. And then with my dad and and then the passing of my mom and all that kind of um, was on my shoulders. So yeah. I, mean, I feel um, a lot of anxiety and stress, and I feel it a lot in my, in my heart, in my chest. Okay, okay. And I don't know right. if, but I really want to know where my dad's at in, in his levels as well. So I don't know okay. what I should well, let me. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. And okay. let me do a let me do a quick scan of you since your you know your heart doesn't feel normal or right, and um, and then from you I'll do a quick scan of your dad. How about that? Oh, Does that, that work? So awesome! Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay, girl. Here we go. Laser beam coming from the deep south, heading up to Canada. Okay, got you. All right. Yeah, you've got some inflammation going on. Let me get that calmed down. What inflammation looks like to me, Jennifer, is just red fog, if you can imagine that, and uh, how I get the inflammation calmed down. So this would be the healing part, that, I, like I was telling Imelda, you know, the, we get the diagnosis and then the healing part comes in. So I'm putting uh, royal blue energy, which looks like royal blue fog, on it to get it calmed down. Okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. What you've got going on, how old are you, Jennifer? I am 45. Okay. Are you, uh, let me see. yeah, okay. I'm getting that you're in, you're, you've entered perimenopause. Interesting, since we just talked to Milda about this. Are you familiar with perimenopause? I am. I actually, I, I work in a hospital as well, so I have a okay. little bit of uh, background knowledge okay. there. Okay. So what happens in perimenopause and also in menopause is sometimes our hearts beat weird. Like we can get almost like a little arrhythmia going, mm-hmm. and it's totally mm-hmm. related to our hormones. <laughs> totally. Awesome. <laughs> totally. So you're Heart looks fine to me. You got a little bit of when I see your heart beating, 
every once in a while it's like throwing off little sparks, like a sparkler would throw off a spark. And, yep. You know, when when you have a sparkler and you know how yeah, I totally got that. I don't know how yep. else to say it. Sparkler, sparkler. Yeah, don't wave that in my kid's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've thrown off little sparks. So what I just talked to Emilda about, are you on any hormones yet? I'm not, actually. Okay. But I'm familiar with Dr. Uh, Catherine Northrup. She is incredible. Dr. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I've been asked to be a guest on her podcast in February, which is oh, very exciting. What? Yeah. Very exciting. I, I got invited last week, and I was like, Yay! Oh, good for you. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's awesome. So what I was talking about with Imelda, you know, Northrup, Dr. Northrup, MD, Suzanne Summers, MD. For you in Canada, I would go to the functionalmedicine.org, and... Um, they, that's the International Association of Functional Medicine. So you can put your zip code or your whatever you call it in Canada, um, the equivalent postal of code. that postal code in the yeah. box. It'll come up with doctors that are in your area. E- easy to fix. You're, you're okay. good. You're good. Yay. You're good. Okay. All right. Let me go. Let me, what's your dad's name? Fred. Fred. All right. Let's get Fred on the Fred on the radar here. Okay, so I'm going to Fred. Okay, so when you say he's failing, um, he is in phase two of the 12 phases of transition. And um, what that means is that at this moment in time, he has started the dying process. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that can last, Jennifer, for days, weeks, months. It can reverse back these early phases. What happens is they can decide that, you know, they want to hang around for a while and they go totally back to normal. But if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you click on the tab that says the 12 phases of transition, you'll see graphics of these phases. So his spirit is out of his body right now. It's hanging onto the top of his head. It looks like a cartoon caption bubble. Mm -hmm on the top of his head and his parents' spirits are at his feet. So um, let me ask him the three questions that I always ask everybody when they've entered um, the 12 phases of transition. So Fred, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. Does that correlate with what you're finding? Oh, yes. He is in yeah. a great deal of pain. Okay. And then uh, what do you need? His family is what he's saying. He just wants his family. He wants to spend time with you guys. With your yeah. with his family, so yeah. Oh, and um, we definitely do. I mean, we all go up to see him and, and everything. Now he's um, with. I think his dementia. He's sort of stuck in my mom's death state. Yeah, and uh, okay. he sort of comes up with all kinds of you know crazy, crazy things that have happened and how you know how he perceives it. Which you know it's how he perceives it. So we don't really argue with him too much about it. Right. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's sad because, and he says it all the time. He just wants to go and he yeah. just got out of the hospital, uh, and went back to the home care, which he got a really bad infection. He has osteomyelitis somehow, um, through, he had an amputated toe on his left great toe and somehow got a, a horrible staph infection from the nursing home. Oh, and geez. I am so bad, so that the skin was peeling back. Turns oh. out he has osteomyelitis, so he's on six weeks of 
a, a really hard, you know, antibiotic. But yeah, he's saying like, "Mom's here. I just want to go." I just well, he probably go. actually is seeing her because yeah. what I find is that when people are in the twelve phases of transition, they have one foot in our physical reality. Reality, easy for me to say, mm-hmm. and one foot in um, non-physical. So he, I'm sure he probably is seeing her. And oh, uh, yeah. so, you know, when he talks about seeing people and the hospice people will even tell you that the hospice caregivers that when, you know, expect your loved one to say that they're seeing deceased loved ones and and sometimes even religious figures like Jesus and Buddha and the Virgin Mary and people like yeah. that. So he, he's going to um, see Paramahansa Yogananda. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, are you going to be with them for the holiday? Hopefully. Oh, yeah. He'll be coming like he did live with me for a couple of years. And then right. just with everything, me working full time, my husband working full time, we yeah. thought, and my father actually made the decision a couple of years ago, like after I moved him in here, after my mom passed, he got on this waiting list for uh, long-term care. And he made the decision right. when he was a little bit more with it, which yeah, makes that easier on me because I didn't want to be the one to be like, okay, you know, dad, you're wandering out onto the the roads, I must now put you into a home or something. And right. that that would be so hard, I think, sure. you know, for somebody in that uh, mind sure. frame, just a big change, right? It's like, yeah. it's like a child with change. Right. It's hard. Well, so. I'm going to need to run and get to a couple of other callers. So thank you so awesome. much for taking the time to call in and have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy the time with your dad and um, check out Check out the Bioidentical Hormones Girl, and that'll help your heart. Oh, for on. sure. Thank you so okay. much. And you enjoy your holidays. Thank you. I will. Okay. <laughs> take, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature-regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing. They've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them, and so will you. We do this show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. And a couple of, several places you can find this information. One is if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see all this information with the time zones. And, uh, and then the second place is I send out a blog every Thursday morning which is a question that someone has submitted online and then I answer it. And this call and information is in the body of the email. Also, wherever you download podcasts, it's in the show notes. So if you've got this podcast downloaded on your phone, it'll be easy for you to look up those numbers just in the, in the show notes of the podcast. And uh, I use social media 
Instagram and Facebook, both under Ask Julie Ryan. And on the day of the show, I'll, I'll normally post something. Remember to call in or call in with your question or whatever and I have the call-in information. And then lastly, we are now on YouTube. So the call-in information is there as well. And the, my YouTube channel is Ask Julie Ryan as well. So everything's under Ask Julie Ryan. While you're on my website, sign up for my blog take you about a minute to read it when it comes out and and I usually try and pick um, questions and answers that are heartwarming and and interesting to everybody to read and uh, sign up for a private consult and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I tell people I'm a buffet of psychicness. I also tell people I'm a businesswoman that does woo-woo, so, you know, whatever works. But uh, it, it's fun when I get to for a whole hour and we can talk about medical stuff. I can scan your pets. We can talk to deceased loved ones, whatever you want to do. It's all lots of fun. So speaking of somebody that submitted a question online, the, this is a question from Linda in Pleasant Hill, California. And she asked, hi, Julie, could you please scan my brother, Joe? He's been courageously dealing with some very significant health issues the last several years. Joe contracted a rare blood disease about eight years ago in Costa Rica, and she put in parentheses, not malaria, and he has severe skin cancer everywhere. Apparently, the skin cancer is now in his skull, and the treatments have not been working. His doctor is considering a surgery to drill into the skull and remove the tumor, but it would require a skin graft that has a 50-50 outcome of being successful. If you can provide any additional insight or a clearing for him, I would be most grateful. Thank you. And here's my response. Hi, Linda. I can only imagine how scary Joe's health issues are for you, him, and your family. Per your request, I energetically connected to you and from you to Joe. After telepathically obtaining Joe's permission, I scanned him and watched a significant healing occur. Here's what I saw. First of all, and most importantly, Joe's spirit is firmly in his body, which means at the moment he isn't dying. When I see that someone's spirit has exited their body, as in the 12 phases of transition, it's an indication they've begun the dying process. Joe's not there. That's what we were just talking about with Jennifer, with her dad. He's in phase two of the 12 phases of transition. Joe isn't in any of that. So Joe is not dying at the moment. I went on to say, I believe Joe's blood disease and cancer were caused by his being exposed to toxic chemicals, perhaps herbicides and or pesticides while he was in Costa Rica. I see this a lot in people that go to what we would consider third world, fourth world, sixth world countries where the laws for the the environment are not as as robust as they are here in in the US and in Canada and in in more developed countries. So I believe this is what happened with Joe. And then I said, once I had Joe on my radar, I could see the skin cancer you referred to. During the energetic healing, I watched the splotches of skin cancer all over his body morph into a crusty consistency and be removed with what looked like a surgical sanding device. All that was left was new healthy tissue. Next, I watched the tumor in his skull get removed and the remaining space filled with energy. It looks like clear fog with sparkles 
swirling through it and is used to generate new tissue. I see this a lot. I see this energy that's, like I said, clear fog, but it's got sparkles in it, and it generates new bone. It generates new tissue. It generates, it's almost like a, um, a stem cell kind of an energy that wherever it goes, it generates whatever's needed in that body area. So it's pretty cool when I watch that happen. Next, I watched the tumor. Oh, no, I read that already. Lastly, I watched seven strains of Joe's DNA get resequenced back to its original formula. Geneticists call this genome editing. The correction of corrupted DNA, usually caused by environmental toxins, that's what corrupts it in the first place. So the correction of that corrupted DNA can direct Joe's body to stop producing cancer cells, manufacture normal cells, and heal itself. Hope this information helps him and gives you some comfort as well. I see this genome editing happen a lot with cancer patients. And I see these strips of DNA that come out of what looks like a chromosome. And um, there are these letters that make up the DNA formula. And I watch them get moved around and resequenced. And what happens is it takes it back to the normal normal instructions for the cells, telling the cells, okay, behave normally. Don't behave like crazy cells and create cancer. So I hope this helps, Linda, and, uh, and what a loving thing for you to do to be finding out what's going on with him and seeing how you can help him. So um, I, hope, I hope that helps, and I hope you get to enjoy him for the holiday. All right, let's go back to the phone, and I believe our next caller is Susie. Hi, Suze. Hi, Julie. Thanks for taking my call. How are you, girl? I'm doing okay, thanks. It's, it's, I hope that 2018 will be a year of no more doctors and injuries oh. and all that because it gets to be a bit old, all these um, you know, questions all about similar things. So um, I'll just say that you know, last week I wasn't able to um, get on. I mean, I was, I was on, but you had too many callers, so I didn't get to ask you this question. And so I was wearing a – last time I talked to you, I said I was going to a doctor for new nerve pain in my left heel. And right. when I went, um, he examined me is very nice that when he examined me the injury the the hairline fracture from the toe in that foot got re-inflamed because of the just the exam and so then he saw it all inflamed and he said now you need to go in a boot when I for a month which that was what happened last week was um I was in the boot and I was wanting to ask you if that's you know my best interest because I have a hairline uh, no stress fracture in the right navicular bone and some other stuff there on that right foot so wearing the boot on the left you know starts to increase the pain in the right and the risk of the the stress are actually getting worse. So in any case, I since I didn't get to ask the question, I happened to be at the gym and a woman said, oh, she saw my boot and she said, you know, my friend went to a, uh, this new doctor and she's doing cryotherapy. And so I went yesterday to the doctor and she actually thought I should not be in the boot, but she did an x-ray and saw the inflammation. And she said, yeah, it's really inflamed, but she, you know, thought it was going to make the right foot worse. So she said, go do the cryotherapy. So I went and did it. And then what happened is um, they did a Nordic tech compression boot or something, and they were concerned that doing all the squeezing might hurt that toe. But I went back to the doctor yesterday, and she said, yes, do it anyway. You know, do it. It'll be good for you. But what I found is that it actually, doing the cryotherapy, really hurt the nerve pain and hurt the um, area that's inflamed. So it was like much worse pain. So now my question is, you know, 
should I be back in the boot? Is that in my best interest? And, you know, or, and should I be doing the cryotherapy? Because she wanted me to do, like, at least 10 sessions. And I didn't know if the pain means it's healing, you know, when the nerve pain mm-hmm. starts to hurt and the mm-hmm. um, inflammation in that big toe, that uh, hair, you know, the hairline. Well, the hairline fracture is better, but the inflammation and arthritis. Or... Mm-hmm. Is it something I shouldn't do because the pain mm-hmm. means it's not to do? You know, so, yeah. so those are my questions, and I just can't believe this. You know what's happened in the last two weeks. So that's what you call a conundrum, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, so like, I know. hate. You know, <laughs> I hate that you're in a, in a conundrum that involves pain. That's the worst part. Goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell everybody where you're calling from first, please. The San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you on my radar. Let me take a look at your foot and see what's happening. Okay. Laser beam heading out to San Francisco. All right. Got you. Okay. It's so interesting, Susie, that um, the, you're on my radar, but I'm looking at you from behind. It's like I'm mm. looking over your, your right outside ankle at the top part of your foot. Um, the but right I'm ankle? At- Get your is your right foot. Um, it went to your right foot. The energy. That's funny. I mean, that's where my original injury started, and that's starting to hurt more because of the boot. But the, all the issues right now are on the left foot with the inflammation and the nerve pain is on the left foot. So, right. Well, like but I yeah, they're both hurting. I mean, it is hurting there too. But like I said, mostly because I'm thinking we're in the boot again. It's on the left. Well, it's all like pressure. I mentioned to Amelda, our first caller. I just trust where the energy goes first because it's going Mm -hmm. to go to whatever the most pressing issue is first. So, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that I'm looking at it over kind of like behind your, not kind of like, but I'm looking at it behind your right foot over the ankle onto the top part of your foot, the right foot. So let me see what's up with that. Yeah, that's all where I had my um, surgery three years ago in the sinus tarsi syndrome pain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going in there. And um, all right. You've got some uh, ligaments and things, and I don't know what that surgery is that you just mentioned. That sounds very complicated. But I can see some scar tissue in there. I can also see some ligaments that look like they've been mangled. Mm-hmm. And so, so what I'm watching happen, Suze, is I'm watching those ligaments. There are blue, very uh, thin, hair-thin, blue, energetic, this royal blue color that I see when it's something that's a mm-hmm. body part, um, lines. This is, by the way, what I see is called Einstein's string theory. I learned mm-hmm. just a few years ago. I've been seeing it for all these years. I didn't know there was a name for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching those fibers when, when something's going on with the ligaments or the tendons or, or you hear somebody say, well, I've got a really bad sprain. That's normally what's going on. And I see them get kind of twisted and mangled up. So what I'm watching, that ha- watching happen in this healing on your right foot is I'm watching those ligaments get straightened out, almost like okay. if if you had a child and you get, let's say you had a little girl and you shampooed her hair and she had long hair and her hair was like a rat's nest when she got out of the tub, but you were, you, you were combing it to straighten out Uh the hair. That's Uh what, that's what it reminds me of is it straightening out these ligaments to get them back in position. And I can see the inflammation. And as soon as this, these ligaments are being straightened out, these fibers, energetic fibers in the ligaments, um, Susie, they, that inflammation's going down. And what's really funny, yeah. I just realized what I'm doing, my eyes are closed and it's like I'm, 
I, I'm taking my right fingernails and I'm combing the left palm of my hand from mm. my fingers. You know, I'm doing it vertically, hey. like what I'm watching happen to your foot, which is, I thought, Ryan, oh, what are you doing? Great. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to explain it to you, but you can't see me, but I'm, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, let me go over to the left foot. I'm going to let that percolate for a minute. Thank and, you. Um, and continue to work on that. Okay. Um, that's being, so percolate, as soon as I said that, it's being wrapped in a, one of those neoprene braces right mm. now to, to just stabilize it. And mm. you have one of those, right? No, I don't. I mean, I had one, but it, it's really, it's uncomfortable, so I hadn't worn it. Yeah. Okay. I would look for one that is comfortable. Okay. As much problem as you have with your feet, I just yeah. think it's going to okay. help you. And and when it's uncomfortable, wear with a pair of tennis shoes or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, okay. that, you can, that you can put on that are going to be maybe a, a looser fit on your mm-hmm. foot. Okay, Okay. let me go to the left foot and see what's going on over here. All right, I can see the hairline fracture. I'm getting it's in your best interest to be in the boot. Oh, really? Right now. Yeah, on the left side. Um, And I'm getting it's in your best interest to have the cryotherapy. Wow, even if it hurts a lot, huh? It means that it's a good thing. Oh, okay. So why is the cryotherapy hurting? Uh, why does the cryotherapy hurt so badly? And I'm getting that, that when you're having the cryotherapy, it's like if you had a, let's see, how can I explain this? If you had a board and it had a crack in it mm-hmm. and you moved it, it, it applied pressure to the crack, it, would, it will separate the crack a little bit. Following mm-hmm. me so far, what the cryotherapy is doing is it's creating pressure in that little hairline fracture. But by doing that, it's making it's it's prompting your cells to generate new calcium to heal the crack. Much like okay. when you go work out at the gym and you lift weights and you do little teeny muscle tears, which encourages mm-hmm. the muscle to repair and get bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. That's what. I'm getting that's what the cryotherapy is doing. Now, I would Google that. This is all coming to me. I don't know if that's true or not. But what I'm watching happen is that little fracture, I I watched when you were having the cryotherapy applied, I watched that little fracture get get, uh, separated a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting that that has to do with the healing process for some reason. So I would Google okay. that, Suze, and, and see if there's any correlation and see if that makes sense. Okay, I'm and sure do you have an idea of how long to wear the boot so it doesn't start hurting the right foot some more? I think you have four weeks. What okay, did they tell that's what you? Said. Yeah, I did, I've done a week now. So, and then do you see what, what's causing the nerve pain in the left foot that's on the inner side of the um, right side of the ankle, like down by the heel? It's like all around where the ankle bone is, down to the heel. And she wants me to get nerve conduction studies, but I don't know if that's in my best interest or not or what's causing this nerve uh, pain. I don't get it in your best interest to get the conduction studies at this oh. moment in time. Um, okay. What I'm getting is causing the pain is the boot. Did it hurt before you had the boot on? Yeah, that's why I went to the doctor was the nerve pain there. 
but it got worse with the cryotherapy because usually, usually it's just if I put my leg up in the air, like to stretch it on a machine, it would really the nerve pain would really hurt certain position. But now it hurts all the time after the cryotherapy last night, right there. In that I'm area. getting that that you need some padding in the boot around that area. Oh, okay. Make your ankle on the right side, so mm-hmm. like the inside ankle of your left foot. Yeah. So yeah. go get some. Um, if you go to the drugstore like a CVS or a Walgreens or whatever, they're going to have moleskin padding okay. that, mm-hmm. that's real soft. And you can, I, I would use that and, and okay. you can layer that. It's sticky on the back. You can get the kind that's sticky, has a sticky uh-huh. stuff on the back, Susie. Mm-hmm. I would keep layering that on top of each other to make a pad. Mm-hmm. And make it okay. be the thickness that you need to help, but it's going to be soft against your ankle. Does that make sense? Mm, okay. Great. I know they come with pads, the boots do. It's just they should be used in the front, but I could always try to put one on the side. So well, try that you know. too. But I would. Okay. But I I got the moleskin picture for some reason. Uh huh. So okay. I would great. Well, maybe give that a whirl. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, this is really a real challenge between the decisions. But thank you. And if you end up having extra time at the end of the call, I always listen to the end anyway. I, I, had, I would have a question about my son, but only if you had time in the well, end. Well, so. I, ha- I had several other callers that were on, and I muted them because they came on after the show started, and they've dropped off. So I have oh. time. So oh, okay. Well, son? I guess I would ask if you have um, some ideas of what to do with my son is ha- still having anxiety and the um, the Abilify that he tried didn't work and um, the uh, other things he tr- he's tried different things now. Um, the doctor uh, just started him on R- Risperdal, which is supposed to be very scary. I get you know a tiny dose, but. Um, and Lexapro, and I just don't know if it's in his best interest. I had thought that, you know, it wasn't, but there's just, they've tried Zoloft, and they've tried the Abilify, and um, Lorazepam, Wilbutrin, Lorazepam. So I just, poor guy, he's just, he just doesn't know what to do. He's, it's been six months, and he just wants to be his happy self again. And I just okay. wonder if you see anything like B12. I know he had low B12, but like what we could do for him. I heard a podcast uh, two or three weeks ago, and I think we've talked about him going to visit the Amen Clinics. Yeah, I did bring that up with him, and I actually called him and everything, but he didn't want to go. He felt like he didn't really believe in it, so he didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, that was like months ago. I did actually check into it and talk to them and everything. So I w- he just I would wasn't believing in it. I would try and talk him into going to the Amen. Believe in what? It's he's a board double board certified psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and and what he can do is he can scan your son's brain mm-hmm. with um, this device called a SPECT imaging machine, S P E C T, that you probably read about. But for yeah, the, I read it for a book. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. For our listeners, it what it does is it shows how the brain operates. <clears throat> it's not just a physical. <coughs> excuse me, got a tickle in my throat. Hmm. Um, it's not just a physical uh, scan, like a CT mm-hmm. scan. This actually shows different parts of the brain that lights up when when people are doing different activities. So uh, that would that would be the first thing I would be going for because mm-hmm. otherwise all these prescriptions don't make any sense unless you know what's going on with his brain. You know, it's just a shot in the dark with that, number one. But the other thing is, I listened to a podcast, and it was with Dr. Daniel Amen, 
And he was talking about that um, a lot of anxiety and depression is caused by low D levels, D3 levels, vitamin D, and also low omega-3 levels. Yeah, I've been telling my son to take the, I mean, yeah, to take the D, he's got tested for D3 today, and he, I know he's low B12, and I've, I've been taking fish oil for myself for years, and I totally believe in it, I don't take anything else but that, but he's just taking so many other things that he's resisting it, so I heard that, and I actually had my husband go listen to that, because I yeah. was very excited about that, so um, yeah. the one thing, too, someone thought maybe there's a slight possibility you could have that really rare thing, pandas, because um, he's had a lot of issues with streptease, that that could be a possibility. I mean, he was tested actually today, so I don't I get know a no. what the results are. No, okay. I get a no on that. Yeah, and the I don't D12, think that's you don't it. think that's a factor either. I think the D3 and the and the omega-3. If you heard, I think I recommended it to a caller a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did. I was very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would check that. I would listen. get it. Get him. Get him into Amen Clinics, mm-hmm. and get him. Get him. Um, you know. Examined over there. I I would figure out a way to get him in there because all these different medications are just like throwing darts at a dartboard and and it's Mm -hmm. it's a shot in the dark. So maybe that's why he's not responding to them in the big picture, Suze, because he's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be on them. Yeah, because it can be it can be fixed with something that's as simple as maybe omega threes and D three. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell them again because I, I totally believe. I mean, I take both of those and they work for me. I don't need anything else. So, so okay. Well, thank you so much, Julie. And if you have an you idea of where my welcome. Bluetooth might be, I know it's somewhere in the house because it's connected to my phone, but I've looked for hours and hours. Do you see it anywhere? <laughs> oh. I've been looking I, everywhere. I get it's in the house. Yeah. So email, <laughs> email me and let me let me um, see what I can do to help you find it. Like but a black I hope horse you have Okay. Well, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. I hope you Thank feel you. better. And Thanks let those too. men in your life wait on you over the holidays. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Take care, Take Susie. Care. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, too. All right. We've got a couple of extra minutes, so let's go back to questions that were submitted online. By the way, to the callers that dropped off, if you call in after the show has started, I'm going to mute you, but then I'll come to you eventually. So just hang in there, and, uh, and then I'll get to you and, and get you on the air. So anybody that's listening, if you want to call in, just if you get muted, everybody's get muted until I come to you, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to necessarily get to you. It just means that the show's already started and trying to keep the background noise down to a minimum. So this was another question that was submitted online. I have lots of them submitted online and I get to them um, in the order that they're received. So this is from Andre and he lives in Lagoa, Portugal. And he asked, will I find my soulmate? And I said, hi, Andre. Yes, you will. In fact, you have many times. Most of us believe there is but one perfect person intended to be our life partner. That premise is false. It's an entertainment industry concept concocted to sell movies, records, and books. The truth is, the people who surround us are our soulmates. There are parents, grandparents, siblings, friends, and acquaintances. We are eternally connected to everyone we currently know and anyone who has ever been in our lives, and we interact with them in multiple lifetimes. 
Our parents could have been our children, spouses, or friends. Our boss might have been our employee. Perhaps our teachers were our students. You get the idea. Now, as for finding a romantic soulmate, the answer to that question is also yes. In order to do that, get involved in activities you enjoy. Consider volunteering for a charitable organization or joining a group of like-minded people, like a book or hiking club. Be sure to spread the word you're looking for someone special and ask people if they know anyone they think you should meet. Include parents and grandparents in the equation. They're sometimes your best matchmakers. Most of all, have fun with the process. So when I say get your parents and get parents and grandparents involved, not just your parents and grandparents, Andre, but your friends' parents and grandparents and acquaintances' parents and grandparents because they have friends who have, have children and grandchildren that are looking for somebody special too. So good luck finding your, your romantic soulmate. Next question, Jenny from Ukiah, California asked, Hi, Julie, I just discovered your radio show. Thank you. My dad has stage four lung cancer, but is not yet in hospice. I want to be there with him when he passes on and to also be there for my mom. She's in denial right now about how sick he is and will likely have a hard time saying goodbye when the time comes. Can you please tell me what stage of dying my dad's in? His name is Robbie and he lives in Indianapolis. I know it may not be possible for me to plan when I need to be in Indianapolis for hospice. However, I am trying to gauge when to be there for what may be a long period of time. I'm trying to plan around home and work so I can spend as much time as possible with my parents. Any insights you can share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for all you do. And here's my response. Hi, Jenny. So sorry to hear of your dad's diagnosis. In order to get some information for you, I first connected to you in California and then from you to your dad in Indiana. So how that works, you, you heard me talk about that with our second caller, <clears throat> excuse me, Jennifer in Canada. And so I watch a laser beam go hook in to whoever's on the phone with me or asking the question. And then I see a laser beam go from them to whoever they want information about. And I ask the person's permission telepathically before I scan them. I don't ever scan anybody without their permission. And if I don't get it verbally, then I'll ask them telepathically. And I just believe it's an ethical thing. You know, it's none of my darn business, and it's an invasion of privacy if I scan somebody without their permission. So so I asked her dad's permission, and I got it. At this moment in time, he's in phase seven of the 12 phases of transition. That means his spirit is out of his body and is attached to the top of his head in a bubble configuration. It looks like the balloon seen in a cartoon caption that represents the thoughts of a word or thoughts or words of a character. Again, go to AskJulieRyan.com, click on the 12 phases of transition, and you'll see graphics of this. I went on to say, his parents' spirits are at his feet and anchor a horseshoe of angels extending out both to the right and left. There are several other spirits of deceased relatives, friends, and pets present as well. All of these angels and spirits are part of what I call the Welcome to Heaven Committee and are an integral part of helping us transition from physical to non-physical, and I put in parentheses, spirit form, when we die. Your dad told me he isn't ready to go, he is in pain, and would just like his family around him. He said he plans to be here through Christmas. 
He also said he'd love to have you home for the holidays and for you to come whenever you can. Again, Jenny lives in California. Her daddy's in Indianapolis, Indiana, so that's a long way away. It's not like she can jump in the car and be there in an hour. I went on to say, everyone progresses through the 12 phases of transition at their own pace. I've seen people navigate all 12 phases in an instant, while others can take days, weeks, or even months. And I've even seen people in late phases rally and completely recover from their illnesses and medical conditions. That's what I was telling Jennifer, again, our caller from Canada, about her dad. Just because somebody has entered the 12 phases of transition, especially in the early phases, I see one, two, one, two, three, the first three phases, sometimes they go back to not dying. And, uh, and it's all part of their master plan for their life. I also said, please consider getting a copy of my book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition From This Life Into the Next. It will educate you about what to expect and can help comfort you as you you and your family go through this experience with your dad. Also, please feel free to call into my show on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for an update update or schedule a private session. That's what I was talking about before. I'll be delighted to scan your dad and hopefully convey information that can help you with your travel arrangements. Sending big hugs. So when I work with a family who has a loved one who's dying, um, most of the time I'll do a private consult with them and then work with them through the next however long it takes for the person um, to go on to heaven. And, uh, and that can be done via email or text or whatever. And they'll text me when something ha- something's going on with their loved one who's dying and I'll say, okay, they're in phase, whatever. And I can communicate with the patient telepathically as they're dying, even if they can't communicate with the family uh, physically or verbally. So that comes in really handy, especially when people are making travel arrangements and all that jazz. So we are about out of time, everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a terrific season of these next few days leading up to Christmas and enjoy your family and friends and those of you who are, are finding yourself alone. Go volunteer someplace. Go to a shelter and serve food. Go to a hospital and rock babies. Do something where you're around people and uh, and share the Christmas spirit by doing it that way. Thank you all of you for listening. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.